Hello, I'm Tara Ruckman. And I'm Stephanie Howe, and we are Control the Chaos EDU. Are you burnout? Are you feeling frustrated or overwhelmed? Or maybe it's the opposite, and you're a go-getter and want to level up. Then it's time to dive in with real talk and solution-focused conversations. Hello, and welcome to today's Control the Chaos conversation, where we're going to be talking about vision and goals and dreaming big um, in this episode. And we have a lot of boards. (laughs) This is a fun one. This is like one of my favorite times of year because I love making boards. Um, And I think we started this last year, right, when we like came January. And this is when we start, I mean, we started creating with each other before that, but like over Christmas time, we had this like our first break together where we spent a lot of time creating over break. And I remember sending you a text message of a picture of a poster board. <laughs> and I was like, we need this. We need to create this. And within five minutes, you had it done. Maybe it was less. It could have been like three minutes how fast you are. So, um, and then we just continued, like it just kept going on and on. And we realized how important having a vision and having this bigger picture, right? Like dreaming big, like it's leveling up and having goals and teaching about goals, that goal directed persistence in executive functioning is so important. Yeah, goals are really important to have because of that executive functioning. And it's kind of interesting too. like goals is like one piece of executive functioning, but then it kind of fits in with other areas like time management. If you're not focused on a goal, you're going to waste a lot of time. (laughs) Um, So it affects a lot of different things. Um, And it's funny because I'm really bad at setting goals. So also you were bad at setting goals. I would have never, ever figured that out about you. I'm good at like setting the goals. I'm bad at like waiting to accomplish it. Like as soon as it's on my list, it's like, I got to get it done. (laughs) I don't know what, what that struggle is. Um, but that, that is my issue is once I have a goal and I like set my mind towards it, it, probably gets done really quickly because I'm that's all I focus on um which isn't healthy either it's not a balance (laughs) right I mean well we had on my last year January vision board we I had write a book with Stephanie Howell actually no it didn't even say write a book with Stephanie Howell it said get started writing a book with Stephanie Howell (laughs) and um we're we got six months in and the book was done. Yeah. So, it's really bad. So, like, I, so, I'm really bad at setting up boundaries. I think. So I remember sending you, <laughs> it's, a, it's all a matter, it's all in a text, right? I remember sending another text being like, we need to dream bigger because we our goals weren't big enough because I said started a book, we finished the book. That, need, that means we need more. What What's next? Yeah. And then I think I told you, I was like, well, don't send me something if you don't want to send it right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's my weakness. <laughs> um, so the first 
thing that we're going to kind of focus on is a vision board. So what is the purpose of a vision board? What do you think, Tara, when you're creating that vision board in January? I mean, I think vision boards are where you see yourself going, right? For like the entire year, not just, you know, I want to, um, I, I want to post more on, on Twitter. Okay. But I want to build a professional learning network on Twitter. So see the difference. Maybe a goal would be more on a smaller scale, but your overall vision, like your goal might lead you to what your big picture is. So thinking about that, you want to start small and, and then get bigger. So what, here's our starting place. I want to post more on Twitter. Our ending place is my vision of, I want to create this larger professional learning network. So I think that's really important when you think about a vision. And then also I know thinking about what that looks like in the classroom, right? That was my, that's a personal vision of mine. That was on my vision board in this past year. But what is, when you start, when you're getting started, like what is your classroom vision? When you collectively work together, what's your What's your vision for that? Not just your individual vision. And I think that's what we did here with that vision board is what does your classroom vision like when you come together? Yeah, and I think sometimes that classroom vision is hard because you've got so many different personalities. You've got so many different people in that classroom. But I mean, it's the same for an organization like a business or even a school district creating that vision. Um, it really does help set, this is why we're here, um, in focus for that school and for that classroom. I mean, without a vision, so, you know, every place has a vision and mission, mission statement, right? So where does that look? What does that look like? Why, why are they so important? You need to, like, share with the people around you what you aspire, aspire 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 what did i i just say i don't know i can't talk this morning but you know what i was talking about what do you want to become right like that's really what it's all about it's not just about you know quickly my my mission is that there's actually there's no really why do we exist why are we here where are we going and if a classroom has that culture of like, this is where we're trying to go and we can do this together. Um, I think that's super important. And developing a vision takes really like lots of shared time, effort, energy, commitment, and it can be all of your classroom together that are totally committed to what this vision is. So if you don't have a vision, right? What are they committed to? What, what are they reaching for? What do they walk and they talk about? But if you have this classroom vision and you make it part of your language within your classroom, you have students that are creating this culture around you. They talk about it in the classroom and discussions and they're committed to it. And then they're all working towards this common 
vision um, that maybe makes them work a little bit harder. Yeah, and it's that community that kind of brings everybody together for that mission and that vision, um, which kind of brings us to our next one, which is the dream board. Um, so this idea came from Mark Evans, who is kind of business, if you're an educator listening, who is really funny and he has some really good ideas that I think can be applied to education, even though he probably doesn't realize it. <laughs> and he'd probably be like, what? When I told him that, like if we were to tell him that. Yeah. Um, but with a dream board, you kind of set up different points or different um, goals for students to try to get to. So if I'm using this maybe with AJ, he loves monster trucks. Okay. So that is like his love. And he, we were watching like a monster truck video last night. And I was like, do you have that one? Like he's got over a hundred, I'm pretty sure. I was like, do you have that one? Cause I haven't seen that one. No. And I was like, oh, uh oh. And um, so just kind of creating that dream board where every time he does something, he earns maybe points or um, ticket items to get to that, that monster truck. Now, if this is students, their dream might be something different. Um, but for AJ, it's a monster truck. So <laughs> just kind of having like a focus where you're trying to earn something to get to your goal and you are able to see that progress along the way. Yeah, maybe it's like uh, maybe it's a fluency goal for reading, right? Like I want my fluency. I want to be able to read or comprehend at this level. So you Every time you take a step up, you are going towards that dream board, right? Like that dream of this is what I want to accomplish. And then you reward yourself when you get there, whether it's a monster truck or extra recess time or whatever, like it, whatever maybe those class choice rewards are, but putting into place this dream board right? This is where we want to go. They kind of, they kind of have similar as a vision, but a vision is going to be multi-focus, right? You might have different areas on a vision board. Um, a dream board is really like one ultimate piece of something that you really want to work for. And then you come up with maybe a strategic plan to accomplish that. Or maybe that dream board just is a guide to help you think and to help guide your decisions and of what you want to do and what activities might help you get there um, to think about, you know, getting to this big picture on this dream board. Yeah, which then kind of brings us to creating those goals. And so creating really good goals we like to use the SMART goal model, where I feel like a lot of educators are familiar with that model, but really having students and educators think about their goals and kind of listing out the SMART and providing, you know, very detailed goal action plan for the students. And so, so when do you use, oh, sorry, I think we were on a delay. When do you use SMART goals, right? I, yeah, I usually use them with the data chat. So when I'm meeting, meeting with students one-on-one, -on -one, I might have them, it might be a pre-activity where they create it by themselves 
Um, and then they bring it up to me and I kind of chat with them. But I really like the reflection piece of maybe like what what did work last year or what brought, you know, different stress when you were trying to get to this school or what brought you some joy or what didn't even work. And then getting students to maybe even think about like what stopped you from learning your multiplication facts last year or whatever the obstacle was like what what might have stopped you from getting that goal um and just kind of getting students to really think about what they're passionate about and then creating those different goals to help students and i like to kind of give students examples too um when it comes to smart goals like i want to make good grades that's not a smart goal um, I want to have a 93 average in science by September, da, 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 da. That is more of a smart goal. It's, you know, it's, go ahead. Okay. I, I keep doing that. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to stop you where you were, though, because you said September. So when in my head, I was thinking stop her September because I want to talk about why September. Smart goals usually are not thinking about long term, right? We start school in August. Smart goals are more for those shorter or like medium length amounts of times. It could be a project, it could be a time frame, um, but it's not for like a smart goal wouldn't be for like an entire year. That would be more of your vision board that you would be putting into place. So that smart goal, I'm glad you said September and I not glad that I cut you off, but I needed to interject to say why you said September is because we're not going to put in a, use a smart goal for an entire year of school. We're going to use a smart goal for that shorter period or medium period of time for a project or amount of time there. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Move on. Yeah. And I mean, if it is too long of a gap, I give up. Like if I know that I can't reach that goal, um, I'm like, what's the point of even trying? So it even it might be nice if you are that long-term planner of, okay, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> well, maybe you make smaller goals to get to that end goal. I'm going to write chapter one by this date. I'm going to write chapter two by this date, chapter three, chapter four. Um, rather than I'm going to write a book because <laughs> that, that's, that might be very difficult and you might give up right away. But if you're able to kind of set different deadlines and, um, be more detailed about when you're going to meet those deadlines, it might be a lot more helpful to you than just, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> right. So it has five components, right? And you just explain number one, spell out exactly what you want to accomplish. Chapter one, I want to write chapter one in this amount of time and be thinking of that goal as something that you can see or do, right? Not something that you feel. So goal setting can be somewhat challenging. There can be a roadblock there if it's too generalized. So making sure to, you know, that it's also measurable, which leads into the next one. So SMART is specific, M is, or S is specific, M is measurable. Define what the end result 
will be. So if I want to write chapter one, maybe I could say, you know, I want to write chapter one in this amount of time. And it needs to range between 10 and 15 pages. That's clearly measurable because when you get to that amount of time, did I write it in that amount of time? And did I have those amount of pages? So that way you can measure what that success would look like. And you are able to kind of use that to maybe guide some of the rest of your chapters, right? Because then you can set another SMART goal for maybe the next chapter. Yeah. And then attainable. Are you able to attain that goal? So maybe, you know, you want to learn to speak Spanish. Well, is that attainable to do by Friday? <laughs> um, so maybe making it like I want to learn maybe 30 new Spanish words uh, by the end of the second quarter or by the end of a timeline um, rather than just I'm I want to learn Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the R is relevant. So making sure the goal aligns. So if you're working with a student aligns to whatever it is you're doing. So maybe you're making a project um, and you are having students or you're not making a project. Students are creating a project, um, but you're having students work on this project. Is there a goal align in line with what the parameters of the project are? So making sure that those things are relevant when you are creating those goals. Yeah, and then the last one in SMART is the T. Um, so again, that time, um, we've kind of touched based on that, but again, having a date of completion. When do you want to learn to play the drums? When do you want to uh, write that book? When do you want to have chapter one done? Whatever the goal is, to have to help you stay focused on that. So I think the one thing that is for all of them um, is for smart goals, for dream boards, for vision boards, for goals, deciding how you are going to track the progress of each of your goals is also very important, right? Students are more likely to work towards their goals, work towards their vision, work towards their dreams if they can see progress. So if you have a dream board and you have a graph and they're working up and they're coloring in the spaces. If you are, I'm going to use iReady because that's what our district uses. If you have iReady, are you tracking where your iReady is? Because maybe you have an iReady smart goal, um, a sticker chart, tally marks, a spreadsheet. There's so many ways that you can track your progress, but I think the important thing is that kids visually see the progress they're making as they're working towards the goal, because when you see that progress, they're more likely to start to feel that confidence and continue to work on the goal because they're seeing just like a to-do list, right? When you have a to-do to -do list and you're able to check off the things that you have accomplished, then you want to keep moving because you're accomplishing things and it helps, keeps you motivated. So decide on any of them, smart goals, vision boards, dream boards, regular goals for the day, how you want to track them. Are you going to highlight them? 
It could be something as simple as that. It could be something as simple as a sticker or it could be digital. So there's many ways to track goals. Just pick the one that works best for you. Yeah, and I just think it's super important to either conference with students about their goals ongoing throughout that quarter or throughout the week, um, depending on how long the goal is and just kind of keeping them accountable. Everybody needs an accountability partner. And one thing that I really like is um, I have a sheet of Monday through Friday and it has comments at the top from students. And then like they can put comments, questions, they could put how close they are to their goal. It's just like a quick box. They can write whatever they need to in that box. And then at the bottom of it, I have feedback. So I collect those and then every day I can write feedback to the student and then hand those back out to the students. Um, so it's kind of like a quick journal, right? Where they maybe write like a tweet and then I just quickly go through those different ones, write a note in the comment box for the teacher area and give them back every day. So you could do something like that with goal setting just to kind of say, how did you meet your goal today? Did you practice your multiplication facts? Did you not? Um, and just keeping those students accountable is where you're going to find your success with the with goal setting. So thinking about some of like my best tips for goal setting, when you start teaching goal setting, um, it gets easier in the older grades, right? Because they, they get a little bit more focused. But when you're starting younger, like, I don't know, maybe kindergarten through third grade and maybe maybe start fourth grade as well. It depends on the student. But when you're thinking about those, trying to collaborate with the student while they're setting their goals, their individual goals might be a little bit more important at this level when you get started kind of holding their hands through it you want them to take ownership of it um, so that they are engaged and invested in in the old overall arching goal. But at the same time, they might not make realistic goals at that age. So helping them to make sure that goals are realistic at the younger age level will be super important because if they make these big um goals, then they might not achieve them and that not gain that feeling of success. And that's really ultimately what we want. We want our students to feel that um, success, right, when they accomplish something. Yeah, for sure. And that, again, that success comes with time and conferencing with students and being that accountability partner, I know Tara has been my accountability partner very often, but if I didn't have her, I don't know if I would meet all my goals. <laughs> <laughs> so get started. It's January. Start fresh, right? If you didn't set a goal last year, if you didn't do a vision board last year, you didn't do a dream board last year, start fresh. Start working towards the big, bigger picture. Talk about the why of it. It's a great January activity to get started because you come back in and you could even reflect, okay, guys, like what worked well in the first half of the year? Um, so what can we expand on? What didn't work well? So let's make this vision for our classroom. Um, let's make, let's 
make your own dream board. Let's let's start this project and create a smart goal. So if you didn't do it at the first of the half half of the year, it's never too late. Um, just keep keep dream big. Keep dreaming big, right? Even if you didn't dream big, start dreaming big. <laughs> so your call to action, Steph, this week is what? Uh, create a goal and try to achieve it. Share it. DM us. We want to know what your goal is. Uh, and maybe we'll try to keep you accountable. <laughs> <laughs> like, subscribe, and share our episode if you liked it. Let us know. And until next time, control the chaos. Thanks for listening to Control the Chaos EDU. Check out the description for show notes. We look forward to connecting with you on social media. Subscribe to the weekly podcast so you never miss an episode. Control the chaos until next time.